0: Welcome to the Business of Vulnerability. This podcast shares stories of organizations and people helping vulnerable individuals around the world. This podcast is brought to you by PulseForGood.com. PulseForGood is an automated client feedback system to help organizations gather feedback from the individuals that they serve. For more information, please visit www.pulseforgood.com. Without further ado, the Business of Vulnerability. Welcome to the Business of Vulnerability podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Dominique Wilson. Dominique is a social impact entrepreneur who's uh, done work domestically and abroad to help with social impact. He also is the co-founder of RiseKit. Dominique, why don't we start there? Can you tell us what RiseKit is?
1: Yeah, gladly. You know, RiseKit, we're an online tool that connects people to jobs, not for profit resources in one ecosystem. So imagine we have workforce development funders, from foundations to government institutions that are making um, inroads to help people find opportunities, we, we do that in one space. So we also allow employers to post jobs on RiseKit as well, and ultimately understanding a person's pathway to employment and, and or the challenges they're facing so that those organizations can support them, be it health barriers, legal barriers, housing. Um, but yeah, we're economic mobility software that's helping people find opportunities locally.
0: Wow, that's amazing. How did you, you start this?
1: You know, I would say um, it hasn't been um, a journey alone. It's been uh, alongside my colleagues and really at the helm is our, our CEO, uh, Matt Strauss. Uh, him and I, we I met him as I was graduating university in 2016. And, you know, I saw his passion. And, you know, I'm a really big believer that um, when it comes to a goal and, and things around us, if we have people alongside us that are, are visionaries, that also are, are focused on action, ultimately, you know, we, we get there closer than we were yesterday. And so he, he, he really put those things forward and I, I believe in him and him and I, we've been building out RISE kits since today.
0: Wow, that is, that is really cool. So how how did you deploy this, right? You have all the resources. How do you get people to know to come to RiseKit and, and be able to um, find the things they need there?
1: Yeah, certainly. So i I give an example in some, some lights where we have supported government institutions, also foundations. Usually those are our main clients that we work with, where we support them to, to the example of an institution as funding... On several not-for-profits, they ultimately want to know how, what type of opportunities those community members are looking for, and also how effective those um, workforce development staff members are doing. RiseKit allows all those funders, th- those funders themselves, to actually communicate with one another. So those organizational institutions can communicate with one another through RiseKit, where they can share their programs, right, so that it becomes a more Solidified partnership versus silos of shared information, and ultimately the per- persons that the, that they're serving, right, are able to um, transition from one institution to another as they elevate in their career pedigree, or if they're looking to upskill, or if they are looking for social services, right, and you know it becomes a network effect. Ultimately, when um like for example, if we work with the Chicago Urban League, right. The Chicago Urban League has several institutional partners that they are affiliated with. Um, and those partners are looking to help people find jobs and, and also get placed into opportunities. And ultimately, that, that's how we grow. And we've been seeing that with our partnership with Department of Family Support Services of the city of Chicago where their workforce development delegates, it's over 54 of those workforce development delegates, institutions, not for profits, throughout the city of Chicago that we're working with. It's a collaborative that we're building so that each each of those institutions can be able to know exactly what what those opportunities the individuals are looking for, but also be able to better support them in their needs as well. And yeah,
0: that's, that's awesome how how did you get involved with with social impact? Did Rise Kit start your involvement with it or or did you get involved with it and then kind of find Rise Kit?
1: You know, so for me personally, I've always been a type of person to give. And I've really been doing that since I was very young in, in grammar school. And for me, I, I learned that because I'm very transparently I, I was adopted. And for me, I didn't have the easiest journey. And I always knew that when when I received support from someone else, like it it helped me along my journey. And I while I was in high school, I started cultivating my mindsets around it. And and I actually started creating like community outreach initiatives. And I, I started working with different organizations and really just doing community outreach. And so institutionally overall as I grew out of my career, I always focused on on initiatives that was at impact at scale. Right. And and doing that where there is sustainability and so i always believed in that and doing that in a way where there's intentionality, but also my own legacy i'm a big believer that like the the way that we walk is the way that we're remembered right and and that's the same thing on like if we if we have a friend that calls us we know exactly their voice right it's not like um it, it's a strange so I'm i'm a big believer that the intent and the things that we put out there in the world it manifests around us and so um, I've been seeing that in my journey, and that's kind of how I got involved—is really the grassroots side of it, and ultimately realizing that how can I do that at scale and in a sustainable way?
0: Man, this is awesome and, and powerful. You know, as you were you're talking, I kind of think. I uh, LinkedIn stalked you as we led up to this, and it's, you know we're. We're connected on LinkedIn and I've been for a little while and I noticed you post a picture of you with John Lewis, I believe, and I had a chance to, to meet yeah. him. And it, it, just as you were sharing, it made me wonder of, you know, like you talk about your legacy. Um, do you hope to kind of be in that, that position where people want to come up and talk to you about the things that you've done and how you've helped people? in the same way that people I, they were I would them. be humble
1: for that, but I, I don't look for that. You know, I'm I'm fine with being in the shadows where someone mm-hmm. doesn't even have even heard of me, but ultimately I, I look at it as is knowing that that impact it has generational return. Right? Something that John Lewis, right? He did that, but his, his goal was not to be remembered, right? His goal was to yep. ensure that there was a betterment for those around him, right? That's and true. and so, like, for me, that's that's my that my own personal intent and how I um, want to guide my own ship. And if it happens where people start hearing who I am, I mean, that's, I feel like that's natural in that sense. And, and some people have uh, read the book, Pay It For, or saw the movie, um, but it, there's elements of giving selflessly right and that's that's my mindset and um that's my journey and i ultimately um I, i'm a firm believer that when we encounter someone in our lives there's a purpose behind that and we if until we seek to find that purpose we it, it would never manifest mm-hmm. and so that, that's that's how i want to live and and really ultimately be remembered that no matter what we can do we can always do something
0: Man, that's, that's awesome and super commendable. Uh, there, there is, um, having interviewed quite a few people in the social impact space and being around it, there are those that do social impact because of the impact and there's those that do social impact because of the recognition. Um, and you know, it's awesome that that you clearly fall on the impact side, um, which leads me kind of to another question. If If you could talk to yourself, you know, five or six years ago, I mean, maybe longer than that, you know, 10 years ago, and you're talking about uh, what you could do to to make an impact or, or get into this, this space, what advice would you have for yourself, um, you know, just starting out about trying to make an impact?
1: I appreciate that question. And for me, I started out really focused in a not-for-profit space where I was given a lot of my time and my own personal resources, and I— And it it dawned on me as I was working abroad in Africa, particularly in in Malawi, Africa, Malawi in the long way. And I was supporting a health provider there under Global Health Corps. And for me, I I saw that there's three pillars that make the most impact in our societies at scale. And for me, I've seen it as not-for-profit space, uh, the government, because they you know deliver the policies. Uh, of course, the not-for-profits deliver the services. But the other pillar was businesses. And I realized that businesses drive the other two. And for me personally, that's something I alluded to in terms of sustainability earlier. Ultimately, having a stable business that is able to provide fruit of labor right fruit of opportunity and and growth for a community Um, be it i mean healthcare is a great example of that right um because the longevity of lives and there's also elements of how how can we do that on an economics level for someone's livelihood there should not be a disport like a such a disparity between wealth gaps for certain demographics it shouldn't be, especially in the U.S. I find that there's too much opportunity and I feel like it's important for for us to break that ceiling, break that silo. Um, so I hope that provides some reflection and uh, uh, answer to your question.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it's really interesting thing. I love that the idea of business driving nonprofit and government and, and a lot of the work that goes in there. Because it is so true, you know, a lot of the economic prosperity that can drive some of those things come from business. And there's lots of people out there that are starting businesses, but not a ton of them more, not a ton that are trying to start uh, social impact businesses. And so I'm, I'm curious as someone that's an entrepreneur in that space, like you're doing it, you're making it work. Um, what, are, what are kind of the benefits that you see of doing that? And what are some of the drawbacks that maybe somebody should look out
1: for? Sure, um, I would start with the drawbacks first, and I would say that that oftentimes when you're sharing a narrative for a social impact business, some people think you're a not-for-profit. So really um, finding a way to distinguish between that and making sure it's clear. Um, And also, like, sometimes in in this space, there's, there's a lot of heart that's given, right? And which is good. And I think that ultimately, too, sometimes we get very bogged down and people in that space get very exhausted and there's a lot of turnover in the not-for-profit space, right? And um, so leadership changes and and so finding ways to better cultivate, that, but also have ways where um, people that's actually doing that work are getting supported, just like teachers. I, I'm a big believer that teachers should be one of the highest paid people in, in America, because they, they are literally teaching our, our children, right, every single day and helping them nourish, right, and that, that's the same thing for the community around us that is supporting for us to elevate, so the, the, I think that it's important for us to re- realize that, but in terms of some of the benefits, I find that there's, it's, it's an incredible thing where you you, you have a, a business that is able to create opportunities for others, and or it reduces, um, like for example, um, solar energy. Solar energy is a is an incredible like social impact business because it's, it's improving the environment that we're living in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, electrical cars is, is incredible because it's, it's it's able to save on uh, toxic uh, toxic different Foods and things that's out there that really put down the environment, and in that respect, like for a social impact business, it allows for individuals to create their own path, and ultimately, um, it, it bears fruit on opportunities around us because it's generating um, not only income, but it's also having a social economic impact for the community around us. Think about, for for example, with our work with RiseKit, because we were able to, for, for example, a community in Inglewood, we've identified a list of partners that we have been working with and already have got employers that's in that community. Now, those employers are working alongside those not-for-profits in the community, right? And now more of those community members are getting jobs. Between that, just because we're we're creating a piece and realizing that 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 demographic, um, maybe some people may not have uh, laptops or, um, and they can only like, communicate through their phones, right? And having a way where someone can actually sign up by just having their their, their phone number, and not even having to um, go into a um, application to download it, they can actually just. Text to the phone to actually receive a resource that's local in that community, and so really simplifying it for for folks along the journey. I mean, like, there, there's a lot of benefits to social impact companies, and and ultimately, like, there's many examples that's been able to uh, really create uh, incredible opportunities around us.
0: Awesome, well, running short on time. This went super fast, but um i got two last questions so first um if, if someone's interested in rise kit right someone's listening and thinks like oh we could use that in our community what's the best way for them to get a hold of you
1: yep um you know i would say the best way to reach us is um either reaching out to me directly my email is dwilson at rise co. that's dot co um you know i'm Glad to have a conversation, and also, you know, I'll give you my direct number, 312-500-4885. You know, ultimately, we we at RiseHit are building. Um, we have grown not only in Chicago, but we also are in, in Memphis and have um, work that we expand into in Texas. And really, there's several partners that are nationwide that we're starting to expand into as well. And we help activate communities and really excited for uh, elevating opportunities around us and them. It's awesome.
0: I hope people reach out. And the the last question I have for you um, might be a little bit of a hard one, so I apologize beforehand. But uh, being a, a social impact entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart, right? I think being an entrepreneur in general isn't for the faint of heart. So I'm curious what maybe advice or encouragement you may have for people that are trying to do this but but might be struggling
1: there are a couple of things i would say is one be okay to not know everything i think oftentimes people like to not do something because they feel as if they're not as informed that's okay but do something about it what I mean by that is really find out people find out and do research and ask someone that's done it before and don't be don't be hesitant if that door closes if if that person says no because I've seen so many times where that has happened and then because you stay persistent that person remember remembers you or you find someone else that will say yes like when it comes to it's really important to be resilient uh, because going going after a goal it it may it may seem hard but there's so many people that has has been able to accomplish so much more in life and imagine one one thing that I'm a big believer on is we we get closer to a goal when we take steps towards it and imagine if you put in the effort every day towards a goal. Imagine where you did that and where you will be a year from now because of you did one, one thing every day towards it. You will get closer than you were yesterday, right? But imagine you not doing anything at all. How close will you get? And so I'm a big believer that effort is the first step. And then from there, everything else will come in, come into the right motions and, and, and the right puzzles, right? You may bump into someone or you spark up a conversation. And that's another thing. Never be hesitant to spark up a conversation. If you overhear someone that says something that is linkage to what you're involved in or something that you know someone else is involved in that it can compliment, say hello. Or even like I, I'm, even when, so, I, I'm. I'm a big believer that you just never know until you ask. Closed mouths don't get fed, and so mm-hmm. extend that hand and reach out.
0: Man, Dominic, thank you so much for the advice. Thank you for sharing what Rice Kid does. Thank you for your work, um, and, and thanks for joining the podcast. We appreciate it.
1: Blake, I'm grateful for the welcome, and I'm. Ho- I'm hoping that folks were able to learn something and. I'm glad to be a compliment to everyone's growth and blessings and peace, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to The Business of Vulnerability. In the midst of the pandemic in the year 2020, it was hard to imagine that we'd be able to start a podcast that talked about the courage and compassion of those serving vulnerable individuals and and have it be something that people are willing to listen to, uh, not just once, but multiple times. Uh, More than 50 episodes later, we're still sharing these stories and the abundant goodness that is in this world. We're grateful for our listeners, for those that have appeared on the podcast, and for those that will appear in the future. The business of vulnerability is important because it's not an individual's or even an organization's business. It's the business of all of us to help those who are vulnerable be able to overcome whatever problems they are having. And I encourage you to take time today to think about who you can help and who you can uplift and support, Uh, whether that is somebody down the street that's experiencing homelessness, whether that's the refugee in your neighborhood, whether that's a family member. Whoever it is, your hands, your thoughts, your actions, your words can help them through this difficult time. For more wonderful episodes, more awesome insights, more examples of courage, compassion, and understanding, please visit www.pulseforgood.com and check out our blog and the podcast. Or easily view other episodes of this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or however else you get your podcasts. Thank you again for listening to The Business of Vulnerability.